Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Welcome to the house and welcome to the summer of football. Brad. Miles Barkowitz. Come I'm on. so excited, so excited to talk about football. You know, I'm tired of people saying, what do you have to talk about football again? Well, you know what? People shut up. We're talking about football. <laughs> it's time. For the rest of the summer. Uh, we are going to talk about pro. We're going to talk about college. The schedules are a little different because the college season starts before the NFL season. So we'll be starting uh, to talk about college football next week. But for now, we are going to start with the AFC East, which is probably still the most lopsided division in football. Yeah. If the Patriots don't win this division, then... They need to just clean house because that means their reign of terror is over. I, I was thinking about, I was looking at these teams and I was like, what has to happen in New England for the Patriots to not win this division? Because no, none of the other teams are equipped to challenge them. Even if, say, Tom Brady goes down. Yeah. They're still built better than any other team in this division. Yes, they are. And the odds prove that. Can we just talk about the odds for a second to win this division? The odds are freaking insane. And if you listen to our basics of betting... Uh, podcast that we put together, then you're going to know exactly what we're talking about here. The Patriots, to win the division, minus 750 odds. Overwhelming favorites take the AFC East, which is no surprise. They've won this division 14 of the last 15 seasons. I, I feel bad for every other team in this division because, you know, like you could, like me being a Bucks fan, I look at the AFC South and I'm like, it's a really tough division to win, but it pretty much is anybody's game every year. The AFC, the AFC East for the past 14 years has been the Patriots to lose. No one else is even built well enough to, to, to challenge it. So do you want to talk about the Patriots? Well, I just wanted to say we spent a lot of time last season talking about the greatness that we're witnessing here in New England and how overwhelming it is that these guys are still so competitive after so many years. Do we even have to talk about the Patriots? Can we just talk about the... Fact that they added Sony Michelle. I just want to talk about this again. Yes, I, there's a bunch I want to talk about the Patriots, but yes, that is great. That that running back core is sick, and I think Sony Michelle is the perfect running back for that offense. And if there's anybody who's going to know exactly how to utilize him in uh, in game, it's going to be Tom Brady. I, I think they're not gonna, they're not going to miss the players that left too much. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks and. Uh, Deion Lewis which I was a little concerned about I was a little concerned about losing Brandon Cooks but to your point I actually think they're going to be just fine they're going to be just fine I mean Chris Hogan they lose Edelman for four games uh, Jordan Matthews they got another speedy guy in Cordell Patterson I, th- I don't know if they're going to actually give him playing time at our receiver or just use him in their turn game I mean they still have Kenny Britt and they, those, I'm, those are just naming the big names and Brady knows how to use his receivers so yeah I mean he's he makes no offense but he makes these undersized white guys look like future Hall of Famers. Yeah. And not to mention his oversized white guy, uh, Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gronk does a pretty damn good job making himself look great by himself. Though. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, though, these offseason moves, they, they, I just feel like there's some that are really underrated here, too, because, you know, they add um, Sonny Michelle, but they also added they also added Jeremy, Jeremy Hill. And, 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 you know, people might say Jeremy Hill's done, he's washed up, but... If there's a team that could turn around with no that he could turn around with no pressure, it's definitely the New England Patriots. I mean, he has absolutely zero pressure to perform. They're saying he's doing well enough where Mike Gillisley might get cut. Yeah, and Jeremy Hill hasn't been the same since he fumbled uh, in the AFC Wild Card game against the Steelers a couple of years ago, and the Bengals kind of gave up on him. But to your point, he's still got something left in the tank, and 
he's playing with no pressure. Yeah, I definitely like it. Uh, do you think Sonny Michelle is going to be that their number one? So I don't think that they'll use him as you know. You know what? He's going to be like an Alvin Kamara. Okay, where he's not going to be the, the number one target, but he's going to get half the carries or look, half the touches. Yeah, I was looking at their depth chart. I'm like, who are they going to start um, at running back? They're not going to start Rex Burkhead. James White, maybe, but I mean, James White only had 43 attempts to Deion Lewis's 180 rushing attempts. Yeah, and I think the word start when it comes to Patriots running backs is. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it really doesn't mean anything. It's it's really whoever's on the field first, which, yeah. could, which could be Michelle. Yeah. It uh, could be White, could be Burkhead, it could be any of those. I'm excited to see how they how they roll that out here. Um, another underrated signing that they had, uh, getting Adrian Claiborne. It's another player who had super high expectations, had a couple of good seasons, and just kind of fell off. Adding him is really, really good because he can revitalize his career there. Another one, if you're, you're seeing the trend here, these really high potential guys who haven't really been performing, so they didn't have to do much to get him. Sheldon Richardson, getting—I mean, not Sheldon Richardson—getting uh, Danny Shelton was a huge addition for them. They, I feel you can tell they're they're, they're trying to come at you on the defensive line. Uh, adding those two pieces, whether they just become rotational guys or they become get back to that high status that they were great additions for the Patriots to that point of bringing all these new guys in. What are your thoughts on the rumblings of the culture in new England that we heard this off season? Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, we had this conversation. It's not for everybody. Yeah. We had this conversation. It, it's kind of like being an Alabama football player. People cry because it's, it's not fun, but the fun part is the success that you have at the end. I get it though. This is your career. This is your job. You're making money. You want to have fun. But at the end of the day, most careers, the the end result of the career is dictated by titles and championships and milestones. And you're going to have more of those being on a highly productive team than you will, say, uh, the Cleveland Browns. It could be really fun, but the Cleveland Browns, most of those players are going to go unnoticed. Yeah. But if you want to win, go to New England. For now. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on here. Uh, we got the Buffalo Bills. The other three teams and their odds are going to be uh, pretty overwhelming underdogs uh, for the Bills to win the division, plus 1,200. So, the, the Buffalo Bills are one of my favorite teams to follow, especially the story that they gave us last year, not making the playoffs since 1999. They get in the playoffs because my boy, Andy Dalton, completes a last-second 80-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. <laughs> he ends up getting some Buffalo wings straight from the fans. They make the playoffs. They play the Jaguars. Uh, and they get rid of Tyrod Taylor. You know you know what's crazy? The Bills... Okay, first of all, I want to throw out the stat that this is why it's so lopsided. The Patriots are the only team in this division last season that scored more points than they gave up. Fun fact. Um, but this is probably... It's hard for me to, to even grasp this concept, but this team got incrementally worse by getting rid of their quarterback. Normally when you get rid of your quarterback, it's because there's a better option winning in the wings. I've been reading places saying that Nathan Peterman, they have all the confidence in the world in him. And Which I just don't understand. I, I don't get because it. I, listen, I wasn't the biggest proponent of A.J. McCarron in Cincinnati, yeah. but I still feel like he showed flashes of competence that... That's the quarterback that they went and got first. So why are yeah. we not talking about the possibility of him starting? Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Well, I'm not uh, and, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, goes. I was just gonna say, and not to mention the Josh Allen train, which I'm not convinced that he's gonna be ready to start either. Yeah, neither one. I, I think you go, you have to go with AJ McCarron. Why? Why would you not get him? P, Peter Richardi sucks. Miles, I'm gonna look at this stretch of games that the Buffalo Bills have here because they can easily go one and six in this stretch. They have to go. They have to play 
versus the Chargers. Then they have to go to Minnesota and Green Bay back-to-back weeks. Then they get a home game versus the Tex- the Titans. Okay, now they have to go to, to Houston to play the Texans. And let's say, I mean, what's that, week eight by the time that happens? They can wow. easily, easily have a really bad record. They might pick up a win versus the Colts. Oh, and then guess what happens right after they're done playing the Colts? They have to play New England. They Their schedule is set up really tough. And it's set up really tough really early, which means – there's going to be a lot of room for error for these young guys to get in there and throw the ball. And and, and here's another problem with this division, uh, with the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. None of these three teams have shown us over the past 15 years that they can keep any kind of consistency when it comes to success. Yeah. It, it, and especially the Bills. It's so garbage. Like, I, I, I do like their draft picks. Josh Allen, you know, for the future. We're talking about this season. I don't think he's going to be ready. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Solid. Great pick, yeah. yeah. That he'll definitely come in. We there. like it. Underrated pick that no one's talking about is uh, drafting Ray Ray McLeod from Clemson. But you still need somebody to throw him. The ball. And you still had an offense that's averaged eighteen point seven points per game at your best. Yes, last year. And you don't even know who's going to be the quarterback. They still have Lashawn McCoy, but we know he's getting up there in age. Yep. Zay Jones. I mean, the receiving core there is is coming together, but you you still got to have someone who could find throw the ball. Who's because uh, I'm going to be honest. You think about freaking. Peterman or whatever his dog on name is, he's going to be scared. He's going to come out timid because he doesn't want a performance like he had last season. I will say that if we are going towards either Allen or McCarron at quarterback, I think that the Bills, other than the Patriots, the Bills have the most promise at quarterback for this season. Oh, yeah. And that's my opinion. I mean, I because I think that A.J. McCarron does have the ability and the potential. Roll Tide. Yeah. He's a winner. He's a proven, a proven winner who doesn't winner. turn the ball over. Yes. And... He and when he got a shot for Cincinnati, they told him, "Kid, don't turn the ball over." Yeah, and get first downs. That's exactly what he did. Just go out there and let him spin it for two hundred and sixty yards. If you, yeah. if he goes out there and spins it for two hundred and sixty yards, a touchdown, no interception, two touchdowns, one interception a game, they're going to find themselves back in the playoffs because they have that great running back back there who's an awesome safety blanket, Lashawn McCoy. And we know he's got to be healthy. Yes. Got to stay healthy. He he is the most important piece to this team. All right, let's let's go ahead and move on here to uh, the Miami Dolphins, who actually have the same odds to win the division as the Bills do at plus twelve hundred. Ryan Tannehill is supposed to be back in the picture this year. What it, you know? I was ranking mine right, so I had the Patriots number one, and then I was like thinking about what the difference is between the Dolphins and the Bills. I think the you know the Dolphins cleaned house, um, but I still think the Dolphins are a better team than the Bills. Only because of Tannehill. I mean, they added Frank Gore, which I really didn't see, see that as much of an addition. I, I just thought that they were in a better position with a more veteran quarterback. I know he's coming off an injury, but still, you, 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 I have to give them the edge. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, do you think that Kenyon Drake could be the starter? I definitely think so. A Roll successful tie. starter. He showed yeah, it. Yeah, he, he definitely has some talent. No doubt about that. Uh, they did clean house. They had they had one of the best drafts out of all the teams. I'm only going to talk about players that that actually matter because all the other players are, are are flyers. But they got Minka Minka Fitzpatrick. They got Mike Jacecki. They got another underrated running back in uh, Kalen Ballage from Arizona State. These are players that can come in and make an immediate impact. I think Tannehill and Gasicki is going to be a match made in heaven yep. in Miami this year. I so I think great. I think there's a lot to be excited about. They still didn't do much to improve their defense. That ranked 27th in points allowed. I mean, you you already made the point that there's some bad defense being played in the AFC East right now. Uh, and then you get rid of Sue. Uh, so I don't see them improving on that side of the ball. Uh, but I think that Tannehill coming back makes all the difference. You know, it's kind of crazy. You think about this team. They were in the top 15 
barely in the top 20 in anything on offense. Their defense wasn't actually that bad. They were a top 15 team in almost everything in defense. You know, losing Sue, honestly, to, I didn't think Sue was as productive as his contract value says he should be. This is, they, they could, if they could just possess the ball longer, not turn it over, get first downs, I think they're going to be a surprise well, team. Well, that's the other the problem, NCAAs. too, because Tannehill has, has to be healthy. So we don't even know what he's going to look like coming back. Yeah, definitely. And their schedule's not set, their schedule's not set up brutal. Like, if you look at a lot, a lot of these schedules that out there for the, the struggling teams, they're going to struggle even more because they have a brutal schedule. But, I mean, week one they play the Titans. Sure, that's probably going to be an automatic loss. And then they go to New York Jets, who I think the Jets are going to be in shambles. Then they go to the Raiders at home. No one knows who the Raiders are. Then they got the Patriots. That's a tough game. Bengals, I mean, that's winnable. Bears, Very. winnable, you know. And then, what, they go, they play Detroit, then go to Texas. But then they have another Jets game. It's a much more favorable schedule than, than the Bills. Yeah. That's for sure. And speaking of the Jets, let's just go ahead and end with them. Uh, plus 1,400 odds uh, predicted to finish last in the division. No surprise there. Literally, where the only position where they even, you could say they improved, was quarterback, grabbing Sam Darnold. Uh, you get ready your best player on defense and uh, Muhammad Wilkerson? I think the Jets are going to have so much going on that they're going to be beating themselves. They have a three-player quarterback battle. Yeah, and they have... Uh, I saw that McCown is slated as a starter right now, but what about Teddy Bridgewater? Yes, what about Teddy Bridgewater? And then if either one of them messes up... Let's say let's say McCown starts. If McCown messes up, who are the fans cheering for? Do they want Darnold to come in or do they want Bridgewater? That, that's, that, that to me is, is one of those things where... Now you have a three-way QB battle. You're, everyone knows where the position, the, the where they're going, where they're positioning themselves for the future. But then Teddy Bridgewater is on a one-year deal, which means he's going to want to get on the field and show them that he can do something. If I'm Teddy Bridgewater, I'm asking the Jets to trade me to Tampa Bay. Let me play those couple first couple of games, those first three games, so people know what I am, and then they'll see me in three-game action because I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater will even touch the field. Let's say McCown makes it. McCown always gets hurt. Let's say he makes it six games before he's before he gets hurt. He gets hurt. Who do you put in? Do you put in Bridgewater or you put in Darnold? He's got a lot to prove. Yeah. I mean, there's there's that. And as you said, a player that has a lot to prove and might not even see the field, it, it's a mess right now. Yeah, uh, definitely um, an improvement grabbing uh, Courtney Upshaw, uh, another Roll Tide guy. Um, I like them picking up Thomas Rawls, just add more, you know. Uh, Matt Something. Forte, Matt Forte retired. So Terrell Pryor was a another good pick, but quarterback we don't know we know McCown could spin it we know he could spin it but we don't know if he could stay healthy all season and like every like you know all these other quarterbacks are only he's getting up there in age too they got the young guy waiting in wings a lot a lot of drama here um I mean they, they performed terribly like 18 what was it 18.6 points per game like god awful they ran the ball effectively but they only passed the ball for 188 yards a game and I, I know that McCallum's gonna be a huge improvement because he can throw he can throw the threes every game. It's just you know protecting your quarterback, getting the run game established because some games their run game was was not there, and other games they they have over two hundred fifty yards rushing. Yeah, but we we know that McCown can play well, but I don't see a difference in last year's team and this year's team to to warrant that they're gonna win more than five games. I think the over under for them is about, is set five and a half. Yeah, no, it, seems it, about right it, to me. You know what's crazy about this team? When I was doing my research, I was like, I was thinking first, and I was like, I don't really remember them having that great of a draft. And then I, I was like, 
why can't I not remember how good their draft was? Because the only draft pick that mattered was Sam Darnold, and the rest of the draft picks aren't even noteworthy. I didn't even care about jotting them down because I was like, I mean, it, whatever they got going on. They need to figure something out because they're going to be, I, I feel like they're going to be comfortably in last place and have another, in their, in their division, have another really early draft pick. Well, Jets have another uphill battle. Let's go ahead and get into some predictions here. Okay. Who's going to win the division? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the New York, I'm just kidding, <laughs> the New England Patriots. Yeah, so I, so I was thinking I'm, I'm also going to go with the Patriots. That's why the odds are set the way they are, because it is very highly unlikely that the Patriots are not going to take this home. But how about this? If you were to put your bet down, because they're all pretty similar odds, you, you're, you're putting your money down on the Bills, Dolphins, or the Jets to win the division. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with the uh, Miami Dolphins. I just, them having Tannehill, getting Tannehill back, finally getting a run game established after Jai couldn't, couldn't even get a freaking first down, having a versatile running back, their they're receiving core is not terrible. Like, I mean, what, they got Kenny Stills out there still, you know. They, now they're adding Jacecki. Um I'm drawing blanks. What, Devontae Parker, um, Danny Amendola. It's not a bad receiving core. They they might have lost Decent. they might have lost juice, but oh well. Tannehill's gonna find a way to spit these guys. The, you know, <clears throat> let me let me take a step back though with my prediction. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Bills could come out and surprise people. They have a better receiving core, a better defense, a better running back. But I just think they're gonna make the wrong decision and put the wrong quarterback out there. And the Bills would be my pick uh, to finish second, and I'm going to ride the fact that they are going to choose the right quarterback. I completely agree with you, though, especially with the schedule. Really scary stuff. Uh, really tough to come out of the gate and face a lot of talented teams. But I'm going to put my money, not in Peterman, but in the fact that either McCarron or Allen will find their footing. Um, if not one, then the other. Uh, and I'm still a huge fan of LaShawn McCoy. And they have a little bit of momentum from last year, which... The Dolphins and the Jets do not. Yeah, I think me solely, the whole, the whole decision is up to the quarterback. Yeah. If they make the right choice and start McCarron, watch out. We know he can win. We know, he can, we know he, he's safe. We, that's all you need. You have LeSean McCoy back there. Got a big body in Kelvin Benjamin. Throw a 15-yard, oh, 10-yard slant route, you know? Throw an eight-yard eight yard hitch. Just bang. Let Michelle McCoy do the rest. We throw the ball at that backfield and let him run. All right, well, that's all I got. Man, I'm so excited to talk about football again. Um, guys, be sure to tune into our next episode because we have the summer of football. It's time to get excited. I hope everyone had a fabulous 4th of July. Let's go back-to-back world champ winners. Um, world War champs, you know, we are the man. The back-to-back World War champions. <laughs> <laughs> are, we a sports, are we a sports podcast? Yeah. That's a sport, baby. Uh-huh. That's the, the ultimate sport. But uh, we, thank, we, we just can't play soccer. Yeah, we just can't play soccer. Thank you, everybody, who uh, serves out, served this great country for us. Without you guys, we would not be able to talk about sports, gamble, or uh, light fireworks. And, guys, listen. Start paying attention to the news. Um, start looking at DraftKings, all these other companies that are having sports books because you guys can't bet online now legally. Um, just get it, get into it. Have fun. Be sure to check out our uh, betting football basics episode. We're gonna leave that one up for you guys. Miles, anything that you're gonna sign off with? Uh, I'm excited for the summer. Yes, let's go summer live show coming up. Awesome. Yes, have a great one.